Happy holidays from the ESP podcast and the 12 tips of Christmas to wind down your year. Tip number five, breathe your way to better movement and performance. Now, in the pantheon of magazines, Bicycling Magazine is typically viewed as the Dr. Seuss of cycling mags, full of barely useful advice, gimmicks, and corny catchphrases. However, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got came from a 1990 article on Andy Hampson and diaphragmatic breathing, better known as belly breathing. It made a lot of sense then, and I really took it to heart. And while the 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 magazine then and most recently got the science all wrong, the advice is still good. And here's why. Number one, anatomically speaking, the rib cage is relatively non-compliant and the absolute expansion volume is limited during thoracic only breathing. In contrast to that, the diaphragm has a greater capacity to expand and thus allow greater uh, amounts of air into the lungs. In short, we need a specific amount of oxygen at a given workload, including rest. Now, either we can breathe more deeply or we can breathe more often. And thoracic or chest breathers uh, tend to have a higher uh, rate of respiration than a, a, a diaphragmatic or belly breather. Number two, while many of the yogic kind of pseudoscience claims are grossly overblown, uh, in, in case in point, if you look at the most recent magazine article from bicycling, they were talking about a three to five percent improvement in performance. And I don't think that's going to happen. However, chest breathers do appear to have a significantly lower functional movement capacity and functional movement screens. Case in point, in a 2014 paper, Bradley and Esformes showed that 74% of individuals who scored below a 14 on the functional movement screen, and that score of 14 is typically associated with an increased risk of injury, uh, 74% of those people were chest breathers. In addition, uh, nearly 90% of individuals that scored either two or three on the movement screen were belly breathers. To put it another way, uh, the people who were the belly breathers tended to score either a satisfactory or above average score on any individual uh, test of the seven tests. Overall, chest breathers scored more than two points lower than belly breathers on the total score as well. So again, they're coming in lower, they're moving less well. Number three, breath control is very well known to be helpful in managing stress, stress and anxiety. Moreover, a chest breather appears more likely to snore and to suffer from sleep disorders. Poor sleep means poor recovery. And four, it's just plain easier to breathe, especially on the bike where breathing from the belly uh, really comes natural and it's very easy to learn. Running, however, takes more conscious practice, uh, but also improves breathing, especially at submax running paces. Now, as to why the belly breathers move better, it's still unclear. In fact, it's only correlated. So if we actually look at that, uh, it's hard to say, is the poor breathing uh, really 
hampering movement or is poor movement hampering breathing or is it both? It's probably a little bit of both. But either way, if you can improve your breathing patterns and particularly if you have a poor movement pattern, and many trainers and therapists are actually going to incorporate in breathing into the whole rehab process. So in my opinion, adding in belly breathing is a relatively simple technique to learn with no discernible drawbacks. Well, that's it for tip number five of the 12 tips of Christmas. Check out tip number six tomorrow and don't forget to write us a review on iTunes and tell all your friends to do the same. Until then, keep breathing. Later.